Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The drive is safe. Well, Davey Johnson's going to fight him all the way up to the line. Who'll get there first? No, Johnson got it. Oh. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Carl. It's Ricardo, the Wendy Italian Grand Prix. Start the celebrations. Ricardo's done it. Welcome to the driver's seat with Stephen Johnson and Matt McKeldin. For Kubota, together we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. And it is great to have your company here on the driver's seat, wherever you're listening around this big brown land. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. My name is Nims Azort, joined as always by Matt McKeldin and... Surprisingly, in studio, in the same room as you, Matty. Do you recognise that bloke? Uh, it's a, well, it's a pleasure to have him here because I've got to tell you, I, I'm a big guy, right? I've got big shoulders, but this heavy lifting game, mate, I'm just about done with it. Plenty of heavy lifting over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> no, no, no. But it is good to have you back in the studio with us, Stevie, because I tell you what, mate, you've been like the... You've been a journeyman. You've been in bloody Tail and Bend. You've been in SMP back at Bathurst. And now it would be nice to actually be back in your own bed for once. Well, it's uh, a novelty at the moment, Nimsy. <laughs> My home bed feels like a hotel bed. and uh, uh, But anyway, that's okay. Well, um, you know, it's always really hectic this time of year. Yeah, it is. You know, a lot of travel, a lot of, a lot of um, bits and pieces happening. So not... Uh, not and Woogie's here trying to... Our 17th producer, Woogie. about to throw He's out, yeah. the batteries out of my, <laughs> oh, no. out of well, my keyboard. Full technical <laughs> issues on the keyboard and the computer, which ironically oh, uh, and unusually, Nimsy, has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Normally the technical issues we have are uh, down Melbourne way, no. but but Woogie's, Woogie's done the full... You know when you, when you call your IT expert and the first thing they say is, have you... <laughs> There we go. There we go. He said, have you unplugged it and plugged it back in again? Uh, well, did he did the classic. He did the classic with the batteries. He yeah. pulled rolled them out, them. put them back in, rolled them, put the cover back on. And now it's just smacking it against the desk. Well, look, Champagne radio, you. folks. Well, you know, we, if, you, if you would like to get in touch, you can do so. 0433981116 is the number if you'd like to get in touch. But we need to get to our feature interview for Morris Finance. Morris, bring our personal approach to personal finance. And we do it. Obviously, with uh, we, we got to bring our guest in with a proper intro. And James Golding's come up 19 spots to be second, half 31. And he's done some wild stuff in things like S5000 cars in open wheelers. His first ever run in the Bathurst Top 10 shootout. You are seeing some premium race driving out there at the moment. And that's another great job by James Golding. Golding will take the lead into turn number one. And an emphatic victory for James Golding, who gets the chocolates in the first race. Yeah, it was a story about... It was almost like the little engine that could. Premier Racing and just their second appearance at Mount Panorama managed to sneak into the top 10. In fact, they didn't sneak in. They were P2 on the timesheets to get in. And the man that did it was the one and only James Golding. Please welcome him back to the driver's seat. How are you, Jimmy? 
Yeah, good, mate. Good to be back on here again. <laughs> Ladies' favourite, crowd favourite, Jimmy G. What a qualifying <laughs> effort uh, at Mount Panorama, mate. That was that was magic because I reckon, um, you know, up until you signed with Premier, you were kind of, I don't know, out in the out in the wind, out in the doldrums. One of the few drivers that's actually been able to make your way back into the main game championship and big statement, mate. That qualifying had everyone on their feet, I reckon, including the commentary box. They were they were big wraps for you. Yeah, it was awesome. It was uh, a bit of a surprise. I thought I thought it would be a strong showing there, but yeah, to do as well as we did, specifically in qualifying trim, was yeah, bloody awesome. And take us through the race, mate, because um, you know you, you qualified P four, finished in P ten. Um, so great quality. I mean, you know, P ten. Anytime you get to the end of a Bathurst one thousand, it's been a great race, so to speak. But to be in the top ten is really good. Did Did you have higher aspirations than that, given your qualifying pace? Yeah, we certainly did. Um, we were a bit disappointed come the end of the race, but yeah, it was kind of just how it panned out for us. We had something not quite go to plan in the pits, which in turn ended up putting us as the second car and, and led us to making a Q pit stop under safety cars. So that's sort of ultimately what put us on the back foot. And then after that, being no safety cars towards the end of the race, we kind of had to make up any ground we could um, under green with the field spread out. So it wasn't, uh, wasn't easy, but still um, overall pretty happy with the weekend. It would have been, you would have been absolutely stoked because going into it, everyone was talking about, you know, Erebus this and Triple Eight that and all of this sort of stuff. You guys, you and Slady almost were able to just do your thing under the radar. So when you did make it into the shootout and we, when you were fast at Pracky and fast at Quali as well, it was just like, oh, what what the hell is going on? We forgot there are other teams in this uh, on this on this grid at the moment. So it would have been pretty surreal for you guys in the in the um, garage. Yeah, it's right. It's it's definitely awesome to be the ones to mix it up a bit more at the front and, um, you know, to get the support from everyone as well. It's pretty cool. Had a lot of comments from people via messages and in person as well. So it's fantastic. And that's, you know, it's just what keeps fueling us to keep digging and keeping improving. Hey, mate, uh, just wondering what your thoughts. I mean, you've, you've done a couple of Bathursts and it's been a while since we've had a 70 odd lap run to the end, no safety cars. I mean, obviously, you know, obviously going back to, to what you said earlier with, you had a drama, you ended up having to be, uh, didn't have pit priority. So it meant you had to stack a few times. Um, I guess you are probably hoping for a couple of safety cars late in the race to be able to get yourself back in it. Yeah, we were. Um, and look on paper and, Statistics wise, looking at the end of the race there with the, all the dirt and stuff offline, the chance of safety car I was thinking was pretty high, but it just kind of never happened. Everyone kept their nose clean and we all just pressed on. So, yeah, it would have been nice to see how the race panned out if it, if there was a safety car, but you know, that's, that's just how it goes sometimes. You know, that's just like you never know what's going to happen. And once again, it's the prices again, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you just never know what it's going to. Uh what's going to throw up. But what I was saying through the week, and I even said it last week here on the driver's seat while I was down there, that um, I would have thought with the way the cars are at the moment, the way they drive, the way they're quite nervous, they're not easy cars to drive with the, with the low uh, downforce, I would have seen more 
mistakes from the co-drivers who are not in them full-time? I mean, were you surprised that, uh, at how good a job pretty much all the co-drivers mm. throughout the field, um, I, I guess, uh, went within that, you know, they performed really well for uh, for their team, apart from James Moffat. Yeah, I, I thought they did an awesome job. Um, you know, you usually see a handful of crashes there every year, regardless of what, what cars, what category, what race it is. So um, it's certainly a difficult track and no margin for error, as you well know. But these cars, you would think there was going to be a few more incidences, but just goes to show that, you know, the level on level everyone's at these days is pretty high, so it's it's cool to see. Um, talk to me about the soft tyre. Um, good, bad or ugly? I mean, controversial, I reckon, because we've had statements from SVG saying, you know, all we did was roll around at 60%, try not to blow the tyre out of it. Um, we've had comments uh, coming to light that the reason they did that is because, or supercars put the soft tyre on it, was because they were too afraid of the Super 2 cars being faster than the, the Gen 3 cars. As a driver, you you were there, you've done it, you've you've done the whole race now. Was it? Do you reckon it was the right move to put that tyre on the car or we, we should have stayed with a hard? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, I, you know, one lap, soft's awesome, but sure. <laughs> over the race, yeah, I, I kind of agree with Shane there. Like, it, you were sort of managing it out of the box and you know that's, that's all you're really thinking about whereas the old car when we were running the hard tire at the end of the race you just you know you roll out of the pits and you're virtually 10 tenths to the end yep. so that definitely changed it wasn't the same it wasn't still wasn't easy mm. um i don't think we were just cruising around um but at the same time, you were just, you know, your head was just in your tyres the whole time. You couldn't really just race as hard as you could um, like you used to. So, yeah, I think, who knows, it could have given us a better race. Maybe they'll try it next year or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think anyone that's driven around the place at pace, even at 60% in a supercar, it's still it's still a real challenge to, to do. Um Gen 3, lots of controversy coming in, and I'm not trying to get you to be controversial or any of that sort of stuff, but obviously lots of discussions in pit lane about parity and all the Ford and the Chev thing that was going on. Um, how do you find Gen 3? Because I don't think we've actually spoken to you this year. How how have you found the transition to Gen 3? Is it more to your liking or is it a bit more of a challenge? Uh, it's Initially out of the box, I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, just the difference, but yeah, it's it's definitely got to have a different driving style um, to suit the car and get the most out of it. There is some things that aren't as nice driving wise, mm-hmm. but you know, there's always going to be stuff people aren't happy with. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, for me, I just jump in and get on with it. And it's it's probably a not not a bad way to be because we're stuck with them, right? Like fundamentally, we are we're not. I shouldn't say stuck with them. Fundamentally, here for a while. Here for the a Gen while. Three yeah. is what we've got, and that's what everyone is going to have to drive. And if you don't like it, um, even with some maybe some tech changes coming up in the future, um, if you don't fundamentally like the platform we've got, you're in a bit of trouble because, as Nimsy said, we're going to it's going to be around for a while, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think. Um those little teething issues is, you know, you build something brand new. There's always going to be things that aren't quite right. And, and the supercars and 
teams will do a better job and make improvements as we go along the way. Just like the other cars, they'll get to a point where they're dialed in and, you know, faultless driving-wise, feel-wise and hopefully reliability-wise. So, yeah, it's just it's all part and parcel, I think, for, for us. We've, you know, we've probably been caught out by a couple of things with um, failures here and there, but all in all, I think they've probably come out pretty well, especially some of the street circuits have gone to. Everyone was going on about how they're going to fall apart and three cars are going to finish. Well, I think they did pretty well, really. <laughs> I, I think the – Steve, I don't know whether you mm. agree, but I thought the the reliability on the cars, even though, again, we <laughs> you listen to Brody and you listen to SVG, I think their words were, my my car was falling apart and yeah. I had issues. There, there was obviously by the end of the thousand, everyone was nursing something, but I, was, I thought the reliability was pretty strong. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good too. Obviously, um, there was a bit of a, I think there's a bit of a design failure with the the gear lever, I guess, bracket that holds the gear lever, yeah, obviously, the clearly. Or whatever they call it. Tower. Um, but I would, actually, Jimmy, I would like to ask you, because we've heard a little bit of this from Shane, and obviously we don't want to go back into things about steering racks and all that sort of stuff, but... Um, Brody was going on about the way that uh, his steering felt, you know, like it was obviously feels weird one way to the other and it, and it just happens, I guess it happens out of the blue or it happens through the race at a slow, like it, it degrades slowly. Have you found this? Have you have you had the same style of issue? And if you have, what what actually happens? Just to give us and, and the listeners an understanding if you do know what's what's going on with um, with what Brody and Shane are talking about, yeah, I have had different issues. I think there's probably no one really that that hasn't. Um, it's the level of them, and and there's also been multiple different issues as well. Yeah, the most common one probably is the steering shifting, um, right. so the center point not remaining in the center as the session or race progresses, you know, you can go out and go, oh, boys, I got left hand down. And then before you're not, by the end of the session, it's kind of tidied itself up. Right. Or, you know, you can start off the other way, starts off straight and then slowly shifts. And we're talking, you know, we're not talking 90 degrees, but, yeah. you know, enough to want to make it better and fix it. Mm. Um, the other thing is that tracking under brakes, which we've probably seen Shane talk about a lot, and that's just the the car shifting um, under brakes rather than braking in a straight line. It kind of moves one way or another. Kind of like if you try and drive over tram tracks in a road car, you sort of feel it pull you one way or the other. Sure. Um, sure. That's another thing as well. Okay. And it's just probably some of vagueness um, in the middle of the steering and once again, there's you know been different steering racks. You you'll change to another steering rack, get a different feeling as well. Um, yeah, they're probably the three main ones. Yeah, the vagueness in the middle. I, I would just say that kind of similar to the the um, going away from straight or shifting over the session goes on, and a bit of vagueness through the center of the steering lock. Yeah. Um, but you know, some of it you get used to, some of it comes and goes. You obviously try and fix what you can and swap between racks and all that sort of stuff, but yep. a lot of it's, you know, 
I think it's they're obviously trying to fix these issues, but at yeah. the same time, it's not like one of us has got it and everyone else's things awesome and. It's a, it's a category-wide issue, right? We're, we, I think it's a category-wide issue. Everyone's got a problem with it and it's something that needs to be fixed. Yeah. One of an enormous list of things yeah. that we, we've, we've talked about. And this nausea. wasn't a go in and let's bash the problems again. It's not. I no, just we just wanted to understand yeah, what it feels like. Because yeah. I haven't driven one yet, yeah. you know, and yeah. I probably will drive one at some stage, but mm-hmm. um, just to know what it's like, you yeah. know what I mean? And and. Just to give all the listeners a bit of an understanding, you know, yeah. because it's, it's we all hear weird. about all steering hear about racks, it. but if yeah. you're not, if you haven't driven a race car, it's it doesn't really it correlate to exactly in the mind. Of I what did it is. I did a function with with Brad Jones uh, on the Friday night at Bathurst, mm-hmm. and was that, uh, a leg- was, was that a legends function, uh, Steve? Uh, Jack? It, it may have been. Uh, legend, yeah, what <laughs> <laughs> a legend! <laughs> but um, he was talking about you know this sort of thing, and um, he was saying there was a good question come from the crowd regarding cars and and when are we going to get back to you know you know win on sunday and sell on monday that sort of stuff and, Never. and, and yeah you know so and and Brad had a good point he goes the reason why these cars are so highly modified is because they need to be at the the level that that everyone is is running at at sure. the moment and the the biggest problem that we got with these steering racks and he he pointed this out as one of the problems he goes the biggest point is the steering racks are Basically, a road car steering rack that's been modified, and that's the issue. The road car stuff can't do it. Is not good enough quality, or, or nah. cannot handle the 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 stress and the force that these cars loads. are providing, and the yeah. loads these cars are providing, and that's why they're having these issues. So, that was just sort of answering someone's question about why don't we use more, you know, I, I mean, more standard parts. And Brad said you can. You go production car racing. Yes. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, this is you don't put a standard steering rack in a in a. Supercar. I mean, no, that's correct. just dumb. Hey, Jimmy, we're going to let you go, but uh, I want to talk about your boss. I know he doesn't listen to the show. He may listen to the show. I don't know. But Pete's... Yeah, he does. He's he, been on the show. Well, he has. Uh, I, the, the word I'm going to use for your boss, I reckon, uh, Jimmy G, is ruthless. He doesn't mind... Hardcore. ...doesn't mind throwing the chop around <laughs> when he needs to. Uh, how, are you finding, how are you finding working in that team? Because to me, from the outside, it looks like quite the pressurised environment. You you know, he's a successful business businessman. You either perform or you're Gonski. Yeah, it's, I mean, I guess it probably seems like that in some respects from the outside, but being on the inside, oh, it's... I don't necessarily see it that way. I think Pete's a guy that, um, you know, if you work hard and do a good job, um, you'll be rewarded, but also he will give you the tools you need to do a good job. And until, you know, you have all the tools and you still can't complete the job, well, then something's not working and something needs to change. So... That's something I value a lot. Um, Being in and out of a couple of other teams, you know, there isn't always opportunities like that where there's someone willing to give you the tools you need to do the job and work with you, ask you what you need. There's no no limit to um, making things better and... Yeah. There's no there's no roadblock, you know. You, you think I think we need to do this. All right, well done. Let's do it. You know, it's 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 a massive 
opportunity for me. And I think in motorsport, it's difficult to come across these sorts of opportunities because obviously it's pretty expensive and, um, you know, a lot of other people are invested in other things. They might not be fully focused or um, willing to do whatever it takes to make it happen and trend in the right direction. And Pete's one of those guys that, you know, if, if he's doing something, he's going all in and he's not going to, not going to hold back and he's publicly said within the team that you know he's going to keep going until he wins and whether we're there or not isn't going to phase him so that just shows his passion and determination and also Mm. um, ignites us with more passion and determination to go along with him and be there when it happens. Well, clearly, at least for the near future, he wants you still in the team because uh, you and Slater, you're both going to be there uh, next year. It must be pretty nice knowing that, you know, especially considering how completely bonkers this year's silly season's been. Like, it would it would be nice that when the announcement was made, especially before the Enduros, that, you know, you and Slater were locked in at uh, at Newlon Racing Premier for uh, 2024. It would have probably been a big weight off your chest, I'm guessing. Oh, certainly, yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been a long... Um, not easy journey since I started with the team halfway through last year and obviously since the team formed only the start of last year as well. So it's um, it's certainly still a new project and, yeah, I've been lucky to be a part of it and Pete ultimately gave me the opportunity last year and, and really gave me a second lifeline in supercars, which I can't thank him enough for that and I've just had my head down and bum up ever since and just trying to do the best I can. Um so to have Pete's belief in myself to go on for the foreseeable future is, yeah, it's really awesome. And now I just can't wait to keep working hard and keep building the team up together. Hey, Jimmy, uh, just before we let you go, mate, you're still on the decks? You're still <laughs> DJ Jimmy G? Yeah, mate, I'm never off the deck. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, can we see, uh, where can we see some of your work outside the race car and on the decks? Are you doing any shows or is this uh, a lounge room DJ? Um, oh, I do every now and again. Um, yeah, probably just keep an eye on the socials. And watch, watch your not because I'm an old fuddy duddy. What's your what's your style? I'd imagine it's not uh, bangers from the seventies. Are you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, house trance, whatever they call yeah. it, whatever the cool kids call it. <laughs> yeah, more sort of house techno. Your sort of stuff, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. right. Well, I might uh, I might have to get along to one of your gigs at some point. We'll say, both go along. I was about to say, if you do see yep. them on the GC uh, uh, at the end of the month, make sure you give them a wristband uh, let him in on one of your oh, sets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Everyone will be looking around and going, who's the two old fat grey blokes in the corner? Yeah. One of them looks like Steve Johnson. Couldn't in the be. front, Jum- <laughs> jumping up and down, mosh pitting. Kill, killing every folk, mate. If we mosh pit, there's going to be bodies on the ground. Let me yeah. tell you. Uh, well, Jimmy, you've been incredibly generous with your time, mate, and uh, hopefully enjoy a bit of a break before the Gold Coast. And uh, again, well done in, at Bathurst, mate. And uh, hopefully this is just a sign of things to come. But uh, cheers for being back on the driver's seat and go well. No worries. Thanks, fellas. I'll see you in the front row at my next gig. That's it. We'll be there. I'll be on the waters flat out. <laughs> As long as I don't see you trying to chew your own face off, then we won't have an issue. There we go. James Golding there joining us here on the driver's seat. Boys, do you want to get through some of those texts before oh, man. you start, just... uh, start um, fist pumping and putting it on your <laughs> bum bags? 
Should we? Uh, we'll go straight to Rob the Ranger from Camden. Great to have Jimmy Golding on the show. Definitely a talent from the GRM days, including his previous Supercars history and S five thousand qualifying at Bathurst. Also showed he is a bloody good steerer and will have future success. Well done on a good performance. Good on you, Rob. Yeah, he did really well over the weekend. He did. Steve did a great job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, lots to talk about Bathurst Day. Yep. Yep. I mean, there's it's weird. Lots and not a lot. Yeah, well, we'll if do you that. can put it that way. <laughs> we have got so many texts here at the moment, so we will do that in just a moment here on the drive set because we've got, got to scroll down. We'll do, yeah, yeah. There are that many t- messages that have come in, so we have got uh, our power rankings. We'll do that from the mountain next. But uh, James Golding was our feature interview. Thanks to Morris. Morris makes all finance simple for your business, investment, or personal finance needs. Mm. Call Morris today. The power rankings are up next, and your messages. Right here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Welcome back to the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. And, of course, this is the People Show. So if you would like to get in touch with us on the text message, you can do so on the 40 Winks Temper Text Machine. 0433 98 11 16 is the number. Temper is a mattress like no other. And 40 Winks are serious about sleep. Let's get to some of these messages. Uh, from Tommy in Toowoomba, as a fan that was on the mountain, I agree with hey, Jimmy. Excuse G. me. Yes. Excuse me. Tommy. Of course. Tommy! <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, of course. My apologies, Tommy. We should have given you your proper uh, intro there. But um, as a fan that was on the mountain, I agree with Jimmy G. You could see the drivers weren't driving full tilt as they were driving in tyre conservation mode. Not great racing, but driver skill level was high to get them home without making mistakes. Uh, another one too from uh, Stanger. Hi guys, love the show. Stanger. Yeah. Good on you, Stanger. Yeah. Welcome. Mm. Welcome. Mm. Welcome to the family. Um, Hi, guys. Love the show. Why do supercars never keep their fans up to date about parody? Never mentioned on the telecast on any rounds or through their social media. Seem to treat us all like idiots. And the race pace difference of the brands is so obvious. It's so obvious that something's not quite correct. Cheers. Stanger, Mm. nothing to see here. Move along, everyone. There is nothing to see here. Stanger, it, look, it's it's a point that we've been ramming home if you've been listening to the show for ages and ages. The the management at all levels of supercars is completely and utterly vacant. We, we just hear nothing from them about anything. Now, I'm not just talking Shane Howard necessarily. We don't hear anything from technical. We don't hear anything from the commentators. We don't hear anything. It's just it's like it doesn't actually exist and we all know that it does but i note exactly what you say because with my vested interest stevie j i was listening over the weekend to see whether neil or scaife or larko had anything to say about any disparity and it was dead set crickets nothing i mean it's just say it every week thou shall not talk about parody oh my god i mean i don't Here's another one too uh, from Bad Graham. After getting back from Bathurst, I've been doing some catching up on four days of recording. Good to see the generations of Johnsons chatting and other race families interviews. Great moments. Do want to quickly point out because I forgot to do it last week, but mm-hmm. um, there is an awesome video that Shell V Power Racing put out that's got uh, Stevie J, Young Jet, DJ, even your mum's on there uh, too, Stevie. Um, yeah. So yeah. She- even your mum, mate. She's she's the centre. So, yeah. So mate, don't don't be thinking that anyone else outside uh, Jilly Johnson is team principal of DJR. 
Let me give you the strong tip. That's team principle right there. (laughs) So do yourself a favor and check that one out for you. Um, Here is another one too from Tommy in Hobart. Boys, I said a month ago this season is the least memorable in a long time, but Bathurst could save it. Lock it in. What a dull year. By the way, Mark Scaife (laughs) consistently saying how good everything is and jamming that agenda down our throats is a slap in the face to the fans. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't disagree. It's no different to it's no different to some of the drivers commenting and saying, you know, how fast the Mustangs are down the straight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, you don't need to be a propeller head to understand that there's an, <laughs> that 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 isn't the case. You know, so if they've been told to say that, that's wrong. You know, and um, you know, the, but the thing is that all you got to do is read the comments. And uh, if there is people commenting, if, if it is on the socials. Yeah. And everyone sees straight through it. Everyone and, sees straight through but it. But here's the thing, Stevie J, whether it's a relationship at work, whether it's something that you're doing for a sport, whether it's a relationship with your kids, and someone texted us about it the other week, Nimsy and Stevie, recognize there's a problem, mm. talk about the problem, fix the problem. And the thing that we're missing at the moment, I think they're, I think somehow they're trying to fix it. I'm not saying that they're not trying to fix it, but nobody's talking about it. There's discussion that the uh, super cheap wildcard car and the DJR car are now going to be boxed up and sent over to uh, America to have wind tunnel testing. Mm. Didn't hear a thing about it on the weekend. Yeah. We all know it's happening. And that's a real positive. I heard that's happening too. So, so wh- why didn't we talk about it as a positive for our sport? Well, yeah. And them owning up saying, right, this is our plan, We're doing everybody. It. Yep. We're doing this. Yep. They're going to, you know, we're going to fix whatever we need to fix once and for all. Yep. This year's a write-off. I mean, no. let's, it's done. Yeah, I mean, it was write-off. done six months ago. Because but. what's the worst you're going to get if you do that? You're going to get everyone on the socials go, took you, took you, uh, took you long enough, bloody yeah. about time. Okay, fine. That's all they've got. That's fine. That's all they've got. And and they probably deserve that kick in the ass as well. But at the end of the day, what you also get is, finally, good job. Well done. Let's get it fixed. Let's go into 24 mm-hmm. with two equal cars. But when you say nothing and do nothing, it looks like nothing's being done. Mm. It's just a shambles. Yeah. Um, we'll get to more of your messages because we've got to take a quick break. And there is that many that are coming in at the moment. Uh, but I will read this one from Matt. From Freeman's Reach. Uh, He says, hey, legends, thought I'd just chime in with some suggestions about the power rankings. Chad Nalon did an awesome job filling it for Crompton in the commentary box. He even managed to keep Scaife a bit quiet. (laughs) Also, the Tickford social media team for their Tickford Cup video series starring none other than the mighty... It's an AU Falcon! Can't wait for the second part next week. Yes, the... uh, the good people at Tickford have done a tremendous job with uh, their uh, to celebrate the AU couldn't agree Falcon. more with <laughs> couldn't agree more with Chad too. I oh, think yes. he did a fantastic job, and I think he is ever so quietly being anointed Stevie J as to probably the next serious person to step up into the box. And uh, Tickford finally some personality getting our drivers out there doing something. It was yeah. sensational. Yeah, um, but uh, look for that one on the socials. We're going to take. A I quick think they paid too much for the cars, though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think it was quite. I think the parody one uh, when it finally didn't go through for the aero for the <laughs> yeah. Mustangs was very on very the good yeah, with the hat. So it was good. sensational with JC and <laughs> uh, and Cam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do yourself a favour and check that out on the socials. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. More of your messages coming up next. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. 
Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Keep in touch around the clock on our social media at Driver's Seat Show on Facebook, Instagram and X, formerly Twitter. But messages have been flooding in this entire evening and we do have a lot more to talk about too, not just the Bathurst 1000. We'll get to our power rankings. Got to talk about Oscar Piastri as well in Qatar. And there is a couple of messages too on our Facebook page from our uh, inbox that uh, I finally got around to checking, but we'll get to these messages first. Uh, Costa and Keelor is one of uh, our absolute favourites that always takes hey, us in. Um, I think we got the North Korean propaganda feed of the race. <laughs> Scape keeps pissing on our heads and telling us it's raining. <laughs> Thank you, Costa. <laughs> that is the greatest, Costa. The North Korean feed. <laughs> um, you reckon Kim John was sitting there watching um, watching the Bathurst 1000, Stevie J? Probably not. Um, probably not. He was probably wondering why the Fords were so slow. <laughs> uh, here is another one, too. From, uh, this is from Brendan in Brisbane. Hello, Nimsy. Hey, Brendo. Hello, Br- hello Nimsy and team. Brendan from Brisbane this year. Uh, I watched every session of the weekend, but admittedly didn't watch all the supports and gaps, so I could have missed it. I hope I did. But it seems to me that Supercars was totally absent in any comms to the fans about parity and how, why they made the decision not to make the changes to the Fords. The total lack of respect for the fans to talk to us and treat us like we have a brain is appalling. By the way, the soft tyre was ridiculous and, man, a boring race. Heard the drivers were driving at 60%. Disappointing. Yes, 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 and yes, Brendo. Um, the reason that they couldn't make the decision on whether they were able to do any parity changes is, as I understand it, every five races, if there seems to be a discrepancy, then there will be a – it triggers a parity review. The We had three races at Talem Bend, which the Ford seemed to be a stronger thing, Stevie J. Then we went straight to Sandown 500, and then we went to Bathurst. So there was – no five races to, in which to then trigger parity. But, but a caveat to all of that is the, the real silliness of all this situation is that supercars didn't know what they could do. The, they weren't sure whether it could go to the board and how do we, and, and then the board make an arbitrary decision to then make the changes. How did we not know that two weeks before? How do we, how do they not know their position going into the biggest race of the year, knowing that that freight train had left the station that by the time we get a week out, by the time we get to Wednesday, by the time we get to Thursday, they're still arguing. Mm. How do you do that? How I, do you get to that position? I have no idea. It's just dumb. And what I did love is, and it's being reported this week, is that Barry Ryan, team principal of Erebus, sat in the meeting as a Chevrolet driver when, <laughs> yeah. when they all went to the Chevrolet drivers, the, the Ford went to the – or supercars went to the, all of the Chevrolet teams with the proposed changes for the Fords – all of the Chevrolet team said, no, 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 except for Barry. Yeah, Barry Big Bad Baz went, yeah, give it to him. We'll just beat him on track anyway. Yeah, Barry apparently, yeah, reportedly he supported just said, yeah, right, if you want, we'll still beat him. <laughs> well, he did take he did take uh, George Commons, who's Brody's engineer, who used to be um, uh, DJR engineer for yep. myself, actually. Really, oh, really? Really, yeah, George. Oh, so, uh, really, I taught him everything he knows. Um, <laughs> really, really. Yeah, of course you yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just super engineer, um, super great bloke. And had a tear in his eye after quality. Yeah, too, absolutely. After but the shootout. But he took George to that meeting. And the reason, I, you know, and, and Barry said initially, they said no, because they hadn't seen any documentation about what the Ford teams wanted. So I'm not sure whether that was a Ford team thing or a supercar thing. I don't know. But once Barry and George, because George is the uh, the propeller head there, the tech guru, um, mm-hmm. the tech guru mm-hmm. um, read through the papers and what they wanted, it was like, 
they oh, yeah. basically turned around and said, is yeah. that all? Like they want one and a half kilos more towards the rear in downforce and whatever it was in percent um, less drag. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's just give it to them. Why are we even talking about this? Hey, Nimsy, um, can I just say that there has been an, a statement issued from supercars regarding the parity system uh, and the review. Um, the update says supercars can, can confirm that in accordance with the rules of the parity review system, adjustment considerations have now commenced. Head of Motorsport has provided no mention of the name there, by the way. Uh, head he of was motor- at Bathurst, by the way. Yes, I know he was. Mm. Um, head of ba- uh, Head of Motorsport has provided the Supercars Commission with an update following a comprehensive review of the data collection collected during the Repco Bathurst 1000, as outlined in the Parity Review System terms of reference. The head of motorsport, in conjunction with the board homologation team, is mandated to present recommendations. Yada yada yada. So they haven't said what, but they're saying that once the. Ch- <laughs> Once the changes are approved, they can be implemented prior to the Boost Mobile 500, which, ironically, Stephen, is probably a place where the things that are being changed will have absolutely no effect. It will have no effect there. Particularly have, the error. It will have no effect there, and it will have no effect at Adelaide. No. Um, right. So so all the, they really wanted to do was stop the Fords from having anything for Bathurst. There you go. So put a spear through 2023 for the rest of the year, yep. do you reckon, um, for Fords? Um, here we go. Uh, a couple more texts. Uh-huh. A couple more texts. Rob the Ranger from Camden texted in for sale. Going cheap. Gear levers. Low kilometre <laughs> use. Still available. Pick up a triple A race engineer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't, num- wasn't great, was it, Rob? Uh, one from uh, Brad from Sydney. Good evening, gents. So a parity review now takes place after the most important race of the year. Supercars have to be doing this deliberately. No sporting code administrators can be that incompetent. They're just lucky they aren't a mainstream sport with mass media coverage. If they were, uh, the media reporting on it would have ensured they would have been removed a long time ago. Unfortunately, it just feels like Scaife, Howard, Burgess, et al. are just sailing through without a care in the world. I don't get it, and I'm almost beyond caring now. Love the show, Brad and Sydney. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, um, and you know what? The, the, the difficulty with, I think, all of this, Brad, is that we sit there as motorsport and we we bleat and we cry and we accuse and we stamp our feet about not getting mainstream coverage, not being on the front of the paper, Stevie J, not even hardly ever being on the back paper pages of the paper. And to be quite frank, when you look at the way this season has gone, when you look at the way that this has been administrated, I don't. We don't deserve to be on the front pages. We, at best, look like a second-rate sport being administered by people who, A, don't respect the fans, which is what Supercars is built on, don't respect their teams, and don't respect the investment. And we don't deserve to be on the front and back pages, to be quite frank. We just don't. Um, Mark and Merrigum has texted in as well. Bathurst, my personal highlight was Mark Scave coming up with reason after reason why the Mustangs were so slow up the straight. Tander letting him go here and purposely dropping back five car lengths to see where his car is better is my favourite. <laughs> Turn it up. Oh, like, I mean, yes, fair income. Far, where's that? It's far short, Mark. I mean, <laughs> that... that to, the motorsport... Matt, he's panting. Oh, he's like out. so angry. Oh, I almost swore, almost swore That's there. far short. Thank you. Um, supercars fans, probably right up there with footy fans, are very educated. We can, if it looks like dog poop and it smells like dog poop, it's probably dog poop. And when that sort of line gets trotted out to a, an no. educated audience, Ask Mark. Oh, if it yeah. looks like dog poop and smells like dog poop, it's a rissole. <laughs> 
Cook it up and eat it. <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah, you're right. It's You know what? It's getting to the point, Nimsy. I find it disrespectful. I just find it disrespectful. Mm. So. Um, here's another one to Peter from Emu Plains. Don't think we've had Peter. Hey, Pete. Good on you, mate. Welcome to the family, my friend. Uh, fans were told this new era of supercars would have more overtaking. Ended up watching a repeat of 1984 Bathurst 1000 on DVD after an hour into this year's race. Oh, dear. <laughs> that kind of says it all a bit. Mm. Um, one from Greg in Toowoomba. Talking to people about the race on the weekend, it seems to be going back to the 1980s in regards to fan support, where a lot Oof. of part-time fans now only watch one event a year, Bathurst. Um, and the championship is losing interest. I even think diehard fans are slipping away because of the one-sided racing. It needed fixing nine months ago from Greg Ah, you're wrong, Greg. You're wrong, Greg. They had 200,000 people at Bathurst. The, the sport's in great shape. Mm. Come on. How's the Kool-Aid? Like, how's the... If you can't get a crowd at Bathurst, Stevie J? Mm. Mate, seriously. Oh. It uh, it looked pretty good at the podium presentation. There was a lot of people on oh, the track. There were a lot of people at Bathurst. Mm. I get it. But they didn't roll up there to watch great racing. No. They rolled up there because it's an institution. Absolutely. They've been going there with their families for 30 years. Yep. One box of beer a day. Yep. Get on it with the lads and the girls. Yep. But, you know, it wasn't to go and see Tanda drop back by five lengths to suss out which car's faster. going. Turn it up, uh, Mark. We're going to take a quick pause for the cause and be back with more of the driver's seat to wrap it all up uh, for the first hour. This is the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Loads to talk about following a big weekend at Mount Panorama. Uh, It is the driver's seat, thanks to Kubota, for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Now, the National Drag Racing Championship has 11 rounds across 2023, and it heads to Sydney Dragway for round one of the Nitro Funny Car Championship. That'll be on Friday, October 27th, and Saturday, October 28th. I'm just glad I don't have to say Benarabi anymore. Benarabi, yeah. Finally got it right after about 58 <laughs> attempts. But um, get ready to roar at the Sydney Nationals and witness the thunder of 11,000 horsepower, 500 kilometre per hour flame-throwing missiles. There'll be a huge Ooh. weekend of racing featuring not just the Nitro Funny Cars, but the Pro Alcohol, Pro Stock, Pro Mod, and Aeroflow National Sportsman Championship Series. There's plenty of family fun, including burnouts, DJs, pit parties, and even a wicked fireworks show with kids 10 and under completely free. The National Drag Racing Championship. You can head to nationaldragracing.com.au to find out more. Entries and tickets are on sale now. Fuel burning, mud churning action. So get on down. It'll be a hell of a lot of fun, but we're going to take a quick pause for the cause. Be back with more of your messages. The power rankings are on their way. We'll talk Formula One and of course, my oh my, your text messages which are, as I always say, coming in thick and fast. It is the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. A very warm welcome to our (laughs) listeners in the Wild West joining us for the first time this evening. 
Get your messages coming through. 0433-98-1116 is the number uh, from Nick in Adelaide. I watched the start of the race, then went to do gardening and put on the SEN coverage. I thought Noons and Dumbrell did a great job. Didn't actually head back to the TV until the end of the race. I've got to say, um, Aaron Noonan and Paul Dumbrell, great stellar job. effort. Because I also yep. did the same thing. I went into the uh, garage and started reorganizing some stuff and just thoroughly enjoyed uh, their call, which is really, really yeah. good. Um, but while we're at it, let's talk about the uh, Bathurst 1000 because it is about that time that we do the Power Rankings. The Driver's Seat Power Rankings. So the, it is basically our Dally M and... Uh, the 3-2-1 vote goes as per usual from Matt and Steve, but uh, the standings before the Bathurst 1000 on 18 votes in P1. A joint P1 is Brady Kostecki and Will Brown. Mm. 10 votes in P2 is Shane Van Gisbergen. Jack LeBrock in P3 with nine votes. And uh, then we go into the minors. Six and a half votes in P4 is Cameron Waters and Thomas Randall. That was because Steve gave everyone in Tickford a quarter point. <laughs> um, five votes uh, get Brock Feeney, Anton Di Pasquale, and Craig Lowndes. Four votes for Andre Heimgardner, Matty Payne. Three votes Bryce Willwood, David Reynolds. Two votes for Chazzy Mozzie, Will Davison, Mark Winterbottom. One and a quarter votes to James Courtney. One vote to James Golding, <laughs> Tim Slade, and Cameron Hill. And a quarter vote to Declan Fraser. Good on you, Declan. <laughs> quarter of a vote. <laughs> Um, who who wants to jump on first? Hey, just just I'm going to get there, but how was that hit from Declan Fraser Ooh. coming up Ooh. through Sulman? Yeah, Sulman, Sulman Park under the tree. Yeah, 57G. Yep, know what that feels like. Yep, Matty <laughs> McKeldin corner that one. <laughs> there was there was a bit of that going on on the weekend, uh, but that was a monster hit. Well done for uh, Tickford to get that thing back. Okay. Three, two, one. You, you also, could... a monster hit in the sorry same spot. Aaron Love, oh, super two qualifying, huge, big, oh, massive. That was no good. Yep, no good. Those ones. Um, okay, three, two, ones for our power ranking. And the reality is, Steve J, it's Bathurst one thousand. You could go up and down pit lane and mm. find great stories and be able to provide the points to anybody. However, I am going to do. Do you want one or three? Nimsy? One. One. Start with one. Right. Okay. With one, yeah. Anton de Pasquale mm. and Tony Del Briel Burrito. Biel Burrito? Tony Del Burrito. Tony Del Burrito. Richie uh, Stanaway one... and David Caruso <laughs> spun out on lap one. Caruso's day went from bad to worse when he crashed heavily into the tyre barrier thanks to a shunt from Anton de Pasquale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it never gets old, it does it? Old. <laughs> oh, haven't heard that for a few years now. Very good. Um, yes, okay, so Anton and Tony D, uh, the first of the Mustangs in P3. Not a spectacular weekend, just workmanlike effort, Stevie J. Right decisions, right strategy, great driving. Dragged the thing up to, yep. to P3. Yep. Congratulations to the team on that one. It was great to have at least one Ford um, up the front and on the podium. Mm -hmm. Two points, Shane Van Kisbergen, Richie Stanaway. Yep. Very easy, Stevie J, to get sucked into trying to get ultimate pace all weekend. And I think they were pretty clear right from the start that they were trying to really work on the race car rather than get sucked into the top 10 shootout and have the quickest buggy out there and do all that kind of stuff. So 
they planned the race, they stuck to the plan, and boom, they won it. Well done. Congratulations. And I almost want to say two points to anyone that interviewed Shane Van Gisbergen and Richie Stanaway on Monday morning because <laughs> neither of them are the most dynamic of media performers. <laughs> so whoever had to interview them on Monday morning, good luck to you. Well done. Uh, and three points I am going to give to Brody Kostecki and to D. Russ. Mm. They were dominant all weekend, right up until the third stop that they should have taken and they didn't. And that was probably more to do with the bunker than it did to them and their driving. I know they were, I think, maybe 13 seconds down on fuel from SVG and Stanaway, so they probably maybe were not going to win it. But the laps that they did in their individual sessions, I mean, D-Russ in that co-driver session, put down a lap that was astonishing, anywhere near as good as the top bloke. So I really wanted D-Russ to win. Um, and Brody, I mean, maturity. He's just grown in leaps and bounds, confidence off the charts, still leads the championship. And I just thought that that team and that driver combination put a put an, a massive effort together, so I'm giving them three. Mm. Yes. Mm. There um, you go. There you go. Uh, I did feel, I did oh, feel You've got the same three to ones, haven't you? <laughs> I've got an option. I've got an option. He's gone to the he's gone to the co-driver. I've got option. an option. I'm <laughs> as much as I agree that. with everything you've said about Brody and yes. D Russ yes. and everything. Yes. Um, they don't feature in my three, two, one. Oh. Wow, controversial. Mm. Really? Well, Brody's got eighteen votes. He's going to win anyway. So, in the power rankings, so oh, I can't wait to hear this and the reasons. I'm actually going to give, uh, and the reason I'm not giving Brody and D Russ one, uh, and I, I'm a fan like you are of those guys, is because, um, they didn't win, and I think that, you know, they had, the, you know, I feel as though they had the dominant car, absolutely, even in race trim, mm. I think. D. Russ did an absolutely superb job. I know SVG was talking about Richie, about how he was pulling Brody in in his stint, which, yeah, well, I don't know if that was really the case. But um, but it, he did a super job. Yeah. But, um, you know, for me, I'm actually going to give one point mm-hmm. to Bryce Forward and Dean Fiore. Fiore. Wow, that's an outlier. Yeah. I, I mean, I see, I see on the results why, and yeah. especially after Fonzie yeah. put it into the fence. Yeah. Pretty hard. Yeah. So for them to come back, um, and Dino fully P7, admitted, P, yeah, P7, um, Dino fully admitted that um, not enough seat time. You know, he just hasn't had enough seat time. He was struggling. Yeah. Um, and they did they did an absolutely super yeah, job, job. You know, obviously mm. front-running BJR car mm. um, within the team. And, um, you know, I think that um, I was very impressed with how they went about their day. Um, obviously, they weren't compromised for any strategy because yep. the lead car, I guess, mm. was um, uh, dropping. Uh, Heimgartner and Darwood. Yeah. Karaboom. Yeah. Well, Karaboom. <laughs> Karaboom. Yes. In a big way. <laughs> and uh, uh, they, were dropping, they were dropping a lot of Shell Helix Ultra on the ground behind them. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, goes goes shows my age there. Shelly Helix, Shelly Helix, retro throwback yeah, right yeah. there. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to give one point to them just because I liked how they went about it, how strong they were through the day. You didn't see them a lot on the TV, but there, there they are. You know, they're behind 
all of the big teams, Walkland, WAU, you know, obviously Reynolds, Courtney. Um, so, yeah, so super effort for them, considering where they were in the fence hard mm. in the co-driver session. Uh, two points, SVG and um, Richie, Richie. Richie. For, their, for their super race, you know. Mm. Um, they had great strategy. Uh, T8 always uh, seemed to pull out their yeah. strategy when they need to. They yeah. really most likely would have had a one-two. Yes, you know, if there wasn't the failure of the of the uh, shifter tower, of the shift uh, shifting tower, mm-hmm. couple going cheap there on eBay, kids, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so just just a great great effort and uh, good storyline for Richie, you know, and um, be very interesting to see how he goes in that Grove Mustang next year. I was going to say, give me what do you think on that before you go to your three? Mm. How do we think he's going to go at Triple Eight South? I don't think he's going to have the success of what he's just had. No. I don't think. I don't think it's going to come as easy mm. um, there as mm. what it did at, at T8 mm. when you're driving with most likely the the best driver in the in the country by a long way. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so it's it's he's going to have his work cut out, and that's going to show us his Absolutely. true colours. And Grove's true colours. And Gro- Grove's true It's going to give us a real indication of yep. where Grove's at. There was a nice little stat too. Sorry, before we get to your three, um, Stevie, mm-hmm. the, the um, it's the third year running that uh, Grove Racing have pinched the um, the Bathurst winning co-driver for their team. Yes, <laughs> yes, which was Lee Holdsworth, <laughs> then Tanda, Tanda yeah, and now Richie, now Richie Stanaway. Yeah, wow, interesting. Isn't we it? need to get a soundbite ready for that. I mm. reckon mm. Um, maybe from the twelfth man, someone calling out Richie. Um, anyway, that's that's an off-air discussion. <laughs> anyway, we digress. Can I just get out my three? Yeah, yeah go. Yeah, go Give us your three. Go on, big my boy. My three points goes go to yeah. Anton and TD. There we Maybe go. Maybe I'm a bit biased. Maybe not. But I just think with the tools that they had, yeah. it w- would have been very easy for yeah. a lot of the Mustang teams or the Ford teams to really drop the bundle after Thursday's decision. Um, you know, I love how... TD and Anton got on with it. They were quick all week. Anton was quick all week. Yeah, he was. You know, consistent. He was quick all week. Yep. Consistent Didn't all week. Didn't do anything silly. No, and yeah, it might have been a bit lucky because, you know, you know, really if if Erebus didn't have to double stack, we would probably have Will Brown up there. Um, Feeney probably should have been up there. You know, there's, there's, there's cars that probably should have been in front of them. Yeah. You know, they were probably best as a top five maybe, but... You know, to just just to get onto the podium, I think was a was a massive effort, and and I think they they both did a great job. And the team, the team, I thought did it. They didn't put a foot wrong. They had three cars finish the race, no mechanicals. You know, obviously Will Davo and and Alex had a tough run, and Simona and Kai, you know, went pretty well. But um, you know, I think that uh, as a team effort, I think that was super. I am going to replicate Mark Scaife here and say, to your point, Steve Johnson, <laughs> I reckon. The fact that it's a shell team and, and one that bears your name, people will call into question the three points. Yeah. But I think a Ford team getting onto the podium, mm. even though I only gave them one, I think a Ford team getting onto the podium, regardless of which Ford team and which driver combo, yep. I think you would vote three Correct. points. Exactly right. you know more than most. Yep. And I, and I don't I just happen to be shell at this time. But I, it could have been a Grove. It could have been, been a, Chaz. Could have been Chaz. Could have been anyone. Lee, yep. You would have given them three points. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Any Mustang that was going to finish third or yep. on the podium, yep. 
I was going to give three points. Yeah, we yeah, barely yeah. thought that we'd see a, a handful in the top ten, let alone uh, on the Correct. podium. But um, um, well, we wouldn't have if if two or three of the top running champs didn't blow themselves. To Andre would have been up there, absolutely. You know, so yeah, 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 there's a lot. Jamie uh, Wincup would have been there yeah. with with Feeney. So you know, um, just quickly before we take a break, uh, Zach mm-hmm. has sent us a message. Want to shout out Cam Hill and Jay Robotham for their efforts on Sunday too. Started at the race a minute behind the field with clutch dramas and spent the entire day with 30% of a clutch pedal. Finished 15th on the lead lap and Jay spent one of his stints right up the pointy end. Cam sure looked like he'd had a hard day's work when I spoke to him after the race. And also, Zach um, Zach's got his, uh, one of our great listeners, he's got his own podcast called the Pit Lane Punters Podcast. Oh, good on you Zach. Nice. I might have a listen to that as I'm driving down to Sydney tomorrow. The Pit Lane Punters Podcast. Yeah, so, right. Uh, hey, and just while we're doing shout outs, Nimsy, mm. uh, great friend of the show, Graham Largolo, uh, who we're gonna, he's going to come and see us at SMP on Friday, Stevie J. Old GL. Uh, old GL. His beautiful wife, Jody, has just been told she's got to be in a brace for the next 10 weeks. She broke her patella Ooh. on her knee. Jody, you poor bugger. Good luck to you. We're wishing you all the best. Patience with your husband. I'm sure you mm. want to throw a saucepan at him. <laughs> Half of the time, but um, Jody, that's a shocker, mate, and uh, really hope you get better because I've seen the X-rays, and I'm no doctor, but that doesn't look right. <laughs> I've, I've been there, done that. Have you broken a patella? Yeah, well, that's oh, when I had my big did, trans the trans am shunt. Yep. Yeah, not good. Not good. Feel for you, Jody. <laughs> good on you, Jody. Dead straight leg cast. It's very hard to go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you need to sit on them. Correct. Most with your bent leg and most, it's not bending all the times. <laughs> oh, Jodes, that's a shocker. Tommy and Meetung said Golding's pretty stiff not to get a vote. Oh, no. I mean, look, he did well in the shootout, but, you know, I, I think 10th, Tommy, I think from Meetung. Oh, good on you, Tom. Welcome to the family. I yeah. don't think we've, we've yeah, heard mate. from you before, Tommy. Um, yeah, look, I, I see where you're going, but 10th is probably not not worthy of a uh, power ranking. Mm. But a special mention, as we said in his interview earlier, for fourth on the grid, because that lap during the shootout was pretty special. Yeah, well, he started fourth and finished tenth, whereas yes. Bryce and, and, and co started, I think. P nowhere. P 18 or 19 yeah, or 20 and finished yeah. seventh. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one of our regular SEN listeners whose name isn't on there, number ending in 775, said, uh, Evening, gents. Thanks for another engaging show. It's fair to show Piastri is the real deal. And on a trajectory oh, yeah. we haven't seen since Max. On another note, it's clear Sergio Perez can't perform under pressure, but I heard he does a pretty good Bohemian Rhapsody. But uh, <laughs> we'll talk about... Uh, We'll talk about okay. <laughs> we'll talk about all that and more because we're getting a couple of uh, Rob the Ranger from Camden sent us a message. How good was Oscar on the weekend? Brilliant effort. Lando's starting to dislike having a genuine threat from a teammate too. Threw his dummy out the cot. Yep. Yeah, uh, when he was told to stay in the yeah. race, but well done, Oscar. Especially this. And young I love age. the way he delivered it too. Mm. He didn't go blah blah blah. Lando, they asked him to. We're going to hold station, and he goes, Oh yeah. Why are we going to do that for? Yeah. I'm faster. Yeah, I'm clearly faster. Well, and then they go, yeah, we're worried about the guys behind. Yeah, so we should go faster. Yeah. Well, we, I don't I don't reckon they backed off at all, those two. Lena didn't back off, so no, Oscar didn't back God, off. No, 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 no. So we That's will, a big statement, though. We'll talk a, uh, a bit more in depth about Formula One next, right here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. 
It is the driver's seat, and you can keep in touch with us around the clock on our social media at Driver's Seat Show on Facebook, Instagram, and X. But uh, more popular is uh, on the Facebook, which is where a lot of people like to get in touch with us. Um, a few messages. Yes. Uh, one from Greg, which says, "Hi guys, love the show. Putting it out there for discussion while watching the great race. The one thing I hate is the double stacking in the pits. Drivers losing precious track position." What if they were to close pit entry under a yellow and only allow pitting under green? Surely that's a fairer system. Seems to work with some US racing. Keep up the great work from Greg in Woodburn. We've been there, done that. And um, it just, it really subdued the the racing down. You know? When did we like, do that? What, when was that? Back uh, in there the was time, yeah, mid-2000s? Like, yeah, when um, they wouldn't allow, you know, they'd close the pits under safety car and that would either... Um, not create any racing in regarding um, closeness because, uh, like, like say if someone pitted, like we we're getting close to the pit um, window, mm-hmm. someone pitted, mm-hmm. say SVG pitted, mm-hmm. as soon as he pitted and as soon as he drove out the pit exit and Brody was at the chase, bang, safety car, pit closed, Brody can't pit. So then it gets to the point where Brody goes to Brody's the back of the done. grid. Yeah, Brody's done. done. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so it just doesn't. The, the only way that it works with with um, uh, NASCAR and so forth is they don't allow them. If they do pit early, I think there's a way that they can they get everybody in and not lose a lap, not drop from the front to the back. It, everyone's either got to do it or not do it. Yeah, right. So and you and it's too hard to control. So um, okay, uh, yeah. So that's the reason why we don't do it. Uh, here's a good one from the Big G. Uh, he said, "Evening, gents. Congratulations to Shane and Richie and class winners Anton and Tony. Here's some Bathurst <laughs> takeaways: the race lacked intensity, parity, bullshit, Reynolds penalty, bullshit, soft tires, good for qualifying, Alex Davison." Gone for Kai. Ooh, there's a, there's mm. a big one there. Uh, Aaron Love, you need to calm down. <laughs> Macaulay Jones, Jack <laughs> is a teammate. And BJR, you need to become a two-car team. That's from the Big G. <laughs> big G, mm. yes. Two-car teams. I mean, you know, Brad's the only four-car team now. Mm. Um, and uh, from a financial standpoint, standpoint, I think Brad likes being a four-car team. <laughs> um, here is one from Tommy in Hobart. Uh, here's a really dumb question, boys. But how much say, if any, does a category have on where they're racing? Yes, TCM is under the ARG banner at the Speed Series, but surely they could have fit into the support program at Bathurst. Sports sedans are cool cars, don't get me wrong, but it's a spirited demonstration. Mm. Money, money, money. Yeah, exactly right. Mm. Must be funny. <laughs> yeah, mate, it's all about money, really, at the mm. end of the day. Anyone can, not anyone, everyone's got the opportunity to go and play on the supercars calendar. Sorry. Everyone's got the opportunity to have a discussion with supercars to play on their calendar. Mm. you just got to come up with the bucks. Yeah. yeah. You know, when, when we were doing the V8 Ute thing, it was, boys, this is what it's going to cost you and girls to come and play on supercars. Mm. This is it. You're the category managers. You've got the CMA, which is a category management agreement. You want to come here? That's what it's going to cost. Here's what your TV is going to cost, and this is what you get for us. And Tony Cochran all and said to me, just remember, happy to have you here, V8 Utes. Just remember at what end of the gene pool you play. Don't try and come up this end. You just stay where you are. So at the end of the day, uh, same thing with TCM, I think, Stevie J. Was that right? Because ARG owned it and owns the category management mm. rights for it, they've got 
the speed series, so they're going to put you there. They're going to put us there. Yeah, correct. Well, so it's got a combination their... of money and control. Correct. Hmm. Um, one from Aaron in Airport West. Uh, a new listener. Well, not a new listener. Oh, probably... Hey, Aaron. Good on you. Yes. Welcome first, to the family, Aaron. First time texting. From the great man himself, Steve Johnson. <laughs> there you go. So, there so, you go. Hey, guys. First time, a long time. My old man was in the Moffat lot number six crew based out of Thomastown in the 70s. Unfortunately, he passed away when he was only 39-some years after he'd finished his time with the team. But we grew up watching Bathurst every year like clockwork. Regardless of all the changes, it's one of the best weekends of the year, and I'd love to get there one year. Love your work, fellas. And uh, see, this is the thing that I reckon that is lost on supercars. And this is why, as you sort of mentioned beforehand, um, you had 200,000 people there. It's because it is an institution. Absolutely. And at some point in time... That uh, you know, people are going to find better things to do with their weekend, or n- not make the trip, not make the pilgrimage, and just stay home. Yeah, I hope we never get to that, Stevie J. And I think because what we're talking about here, I think is fixable. Mm. I think it's mecha- it's mechanical, right? So it's totally fixable. It can be done. The brains up and down pit lane and within supercar to an extent. They're pretty strong. They know what they're kind of doing. So we'll fit. We will fix this. We will get parity. Don't worry about that. I think the biggest gripe is, as we've seen on so many text messages tonight, is that people feel genuinely aggrieved that, the, that they're not they're not being spoken to. Yeah. There's mm. no communication. That's I think that's where right now everyone is saying, "What does supercars think we are, Stevie J? They think we're a bunch of idiots. Yeah. Why are they talking to us? What's going on? Mm. And it probably won't be Shane Howard. Um, but just get some no-name from the communications department. I don't think you can roll out Adrian at the moment. I think he's still a little bit nuclear uh, mm. to be rolling out in front of the cameras. He was there on the weekend, but we didn't see hide nor hair of him. And as I say, I, I think that's probably a good thing because he's too nuclear. Mm. Um, but roll somebody out. Even roll Larko out. You know, Larko is one of the weird characters in our sport that transcends four Oh, shit. <laughs> Did I say shit? Sorry. <laughs> he, everybody loves Larko. And his bag right now is technical. Mm. But one thing that gave me the absolute tishes over the weekend was Larko, who's normally pretty down the line. Even he was drinking the Kool-Aid. So we've got to get someone like Larko before even he loses a level of credibility to roll him out, I reckon, Stevie J, and mm. say, this is what needs to happen. This is what we are doing. Yeah. Because everyone loves him. Mm. Well, they love him and they, they you know. Also respect him, too. Yeah, they respect him and he's got that persona. He's got that um, presence of everybody. And, 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 you know, I disagree in the way that I don't think you need to bring it. You can't bring in a no-name saying stuff. That doesn't hold any weight, you know, to it regarding, you know, updates from supercars on the parody or whatever. We need someone that everybody knows. Yeah. And, yes. Um, and, you know, Lyco would be great for that. But the thing is that Lyco doesn't work for supercars. No, that's what I mean. Supercars are going to have to go into an agreement with the broadcasters. Mm-hmm. He works – well, he doesn't work for supercars, but he works for Supercars TV. Mm. So uh, – but, but it doesn't matter in res- – I, I don't – it's just got to come from somebody. Mm. And so you wheel out the person who's got the most amount of credibility and the most amount of respect and overall love. Because if you get Scaife out there, yep. he's likely to be stoned to death. Mm. Crompton's, while I still think he's the best commentator in the Southern Hemisphere, if not one of the best in the world, he's getting a little, he's getting a little tainted with the, the, the brush here. Mm. You can't probably roll out how I think the problem with, with, with Neil is I think that there's too many – strings holding him back. 
Probably. And that's too the, connected. That's the problem. That's the that's a problem. You know, he, he I don't feel interest. as though Neil can say what he really wants to say. No, probably not. And and, and, that, we, and that, that's bad because it's making. I wouldn't say it's making him look bad, but as you said, Matty, you can paint it. You can start to see a change. Mm-hmm. And he would hate that, you know. I, I, there were a couple of moments after a couple of the races, maybe at SMP, I think it was, maybe it wasn't SMP. It was one of the later races where, you know, he interrupted Burgess and I think it was Chaz, Chaz's engineer and someone else, Tabore, yep. and someone else. About the engine? Yeah, about the engine. So it might have been uh, who builds the Ford's engine, Ford engines? Oh, Heron. Uh, yeah. No, it wasn't Robbie. It was uh, uh, the engine supercar guru. Um, yeah, Bobby. Um, Bobby, uh, oh, no, no, not Craig Haystead. Craig Haystead. Yep. And literally stuck the mic in front of him and said, righto, boys, well, where do we go from here? So I think there's a level of frustration probably with Crompton, yeah. but if anyone, if there's going to be a mouthpiece on technical that is respected, it's probably Larko, because he's believable too. Mm. But he's believable if he doesn't roll out rubbish. Um, if, he, if he rolls out a political line, he risks losing any credibility. So they've just got to come clean. Mm. They've got to talk about it. Uh, here's one from Pete from Cramden before we wrap up and talk some Formula 1 after the break. Uh, Pete from Cramden, back again, boys. How much will supercars suffer if and when Ford pulls out at the end of the year or potentially uh, next year? And Ford teams are forced to run Camaros as well. The sport will be dead for me. I don't think that's four teams will be run to forced to run Camaros. That's not going to happen. I know Andrew Burkick is is getting less and less impressed with what's going on. He's the head of Ford Australia, but Steve uh, DJR has slammed their doors before they run a Chev. I would have thought. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, mate. Dad, uh, I don't know. I don't know what he'd run. He'd probably hmm. He'd dig out the old oh, Camaro again. Yeah. That, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, he never did, did he? Like, you know, other Brock and other people went to BMW and went to this and went to that. Yeah. Went to Ford. But the old boy's always been nah, Ford, hadn't he, apart from his Tirana when he started. Correct. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, one last one before we take a break. Rob the Ranger in Camden started the Supercast telecast on Sunday with a drinking game. Every time Scave said benchmark, I had a drink. Had to switch over to SEN early in the <laughs> telecast to listen to Nerns and Dumbrell before I got too drunk. And thank goodness I did. Congrats to Noons and Dumbrell on the SEN coverage and keeping me sober. Thank you, Rob <laughs> hey, the Robbie, I have just sent that to Aaron Noon and he, I've sent a screenshot of that from the computer <laughs> and I've sent that to Noons. He will love you for that. Thanks very much. Mate. All right. <laughs> we are going to be talking Formula One in just a moment. We'll take a quick break. Back with more of the driver's seat right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Welcome back to the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. And remember, you can rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. It's available in the App Store. But right now, one of the most important things that we can talk about next to the Bathurst 1000 is Formula One. Because the Australian flag was covered in glory uh, after Qatar when Oscar Piastri got his maiden Formula One win. Talk about uh, a season on a tear at the moment for young Oscar. Uh, He got his first victory in Formula One, winning the sprint race in Qatar, holding off Max Verstappen, who wrapped up his third consecutive F1 World Championship by finishing second. This guy is the real deal, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. And I think... McLaren, to, to give fair credit where credit's due, Stevie J, they've given him a rocket ship 
of which he can actually show his talent. And when you are a GP3 and GP2 winner, um, and now in a fast car, there's every chance that he might be a Formula One winner very, very soon. Much to the annoyance of uh, Lando. Lando. <laughs> Lando. Lando and Carlos. Don't you reckon? I reckon Lando's just getting a little bit, he's, he's got the irrits. You reckon? Or, yeah, I, or I reckon there's does. an argument coming there. Nah. I do. Yeah, you reckon? I do. Yep, bloody oath I do. It's broken. It's broken. <laughs> I reckon. Yeah. He's been the head of – he's seen off Carlos. He's seen off Danny Rick. He's their guy. He's their man. He's been plugging away, toiling away. And then this junior mm. burger from Australia comes in and goes, take a seat, bro. I'll, I'll, I'll take it from here. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yeah, there's a fight coming. No, I don't think there is. I think that uh, <laughs> I think that Oscar's quite clever in the way he – Will portray and 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 act because his manager knows exactly what that means in regarding mm. inter team rivalry and it's Absolutely. not good for anyone. You come from Red Bull. Absolutely. The funny thing is that I think you know I did speak on the show that I was down in uh, in Taylor Bend with Mark Weber recently and and we had some uh, very interesting discussions regarding uh, Mark's Formula One. Um, years mm -hmm. with Sebastian, sure. Especially the um, with the Helmut. Oh yeah, with the Helmut. You know, Cyclops. And, and yes. <laughs> so uh, I had that conversation yeah. the other day. I I couldn't. We digress, but I'd find it really hard to talk to Helmut with the eye because I in my head I'd be going, "Oh, which one do I look at?" And the funny thing <laughs> is, which one do I look at? Yeah, because he's got a glass yeah. eye. Hmm. The uh, the funny thing is regarding uh, that that whole famous. You know, the famous mm. one where... Yeah, Multi-21. Multi-21. Mm. I know exactly what Multi-21 means now. Well, go on then. Spill. You can't say that to our audience and no, then no, not no, spill. That's Mark. That, that's oh, a mate, you're out of control. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you <laughs> off air now because you're just... No, nah, that was out of control. You're just... You're just... <laughs> that was like you had good goss and then you said, hey, you want to know something? I'll go, yeah. And you nah, go, but... no, nah, I'm not telling you. Yeah, I can't tell you. Oh, mate. Well, then don't throw it out on air. <laughs> oh, by the way, it was, F, it, was, it was F2 and F3 that Oscar won. Mm. So, yes. One year My in. bad. One year in. Not GP3 and GP2. F3 and F2. And then F2. Yes. And then one and F1. Well, hopefully. Well, I suppose he's well, done, he he's the, done sprint the sprint race. race, I suppose. But so, yeah, look, I, look, if. It's more it, than what Lando's done. In, <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I reckon he's there's a broken. fight coming. He's broken. This is why I reckon there's a fight coming. Nah, there's no fight. Oscar will well, fizzle no. that, fizzle that. Fireball out with his little but watering can. No. Nah. <laughs> I reckon he th there'll be at some point where those two boys are going head-to-head -head and Oscar's the real deal, and I think he will be professional up to a point. And if he has to escort Lando off the track, he'll do it. Yeah. Because he's at the start of his career. Lando's not his family. Lando's a teammate. And if he can come in and get a result, and if, it, if Lando gets the – Tishes about it and has a bit of a sook and a cry to Uncle Zach. Well, so be it. Mm. Well, I don't give a toss because look at what look at what uh, look at what Oscar's done. How he immediately last year with the Renault thing came out and said, "I can categorically tell you, I have not signed anything to be racing with Renault next year." Mm. So he's quite happy to stand up for himself, mm. and I reckon Uncle Zach 
at some point is going to have to bring those two together and there'll be an argument in someone's driver room somewhere. <laughs> and I think Oscar will win because I don't know him personally. I know someone who does, who worked with him, who was the very person that corrected me about GP2 and GP3, and I'm glad you're listening out there. But at the end of the day, I reckon he looks like a little bit of – he's not an overly emotional bunny. Like there was Oscar. no – there yeah. was no – yeah, there was no Mark Webber, yes, 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 when he mm. ran. It was just, thanks, everybody. Well done. <laughs> that was cool. Costa and, um, and you know? Keelor sent us a message uh, saying, Oscar's proven you don't have to be an asshole to be a winner. And it was hilarious in the winner's room when he thanked Mercedes for their first corner antics. <laughs> yeah. He just went, yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I couldn't have worked out any better. You know, Oscar's, Oscar's a lovely young man, but I reckon he is as cold as ice. I don't think he cares about what anyone thinks. Correct. And that's why I reckon there's a fight coming. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't wait. Uh, Go, Oscar. Go, Oscar, son. Good in there, boy. Number ending in uh, 775 says, what round will Danny Rick take Sergio's seat in 2024, boys? And who's that from? Is that Nostradamus on 775? 775. Uh, Uh, Don't know. Don't know. Do you think you'll – the real question is, will Serge actually have a seat in 2014 to take? Mm. Because he ain't – Covering himself in glory currently. It's like the pressure is <laughs> mounting hard, Steve J. Mm. And you gotta you gotta wonder. You gotta wonder what the, the helmet mm. is gonna do. Because, Cyclops. Yeah, Cyclops is gonna do because <laughs> he, he's he's not as you said, he's not renowned for being uh he's almost renowned for being being like a Pete Zibris. Absolutely. <laughs> See you, mate. Ruthless, brutal. You're crap. Get brutal, out. yeah. Uh, yeah, Ma- yeah. Mark in uh, North Baldwin has sent us a message saying, hey, Mark. Lando is a nonny, non-winner. Piastri, four out of the last six races out qualified Lando and won the sprint race. Mm. Well, that's right. And as, and as we speak, the person who has dealt with him and worked with him in junior Formulae, 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 has said, Oscar is the most mentally strong driver they've ever worked with, hands down. And this person that? has worked with a lot. Just a person, I know. Oh. Yeah. Secret squirrel. <laughs> oh. Flip. Mm. Yeah. So there you go. Mm. So yeah, I yeah, I it's it's fast. There's some good storylines going on into twenty twenty four. Will will uh Nomax be able to continue the form? Mm. Oh, It's hard to, Will know, the, it's hard to, surely Red Bull couldn't stuff up their car that much. For you'd next think year. not. Uh, the Will thing the, is, so far, they could probably change nothing and still win races. Totally. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, look at the way they're going mm. now. Like, I loved it when he crossed the line and he said, whew, that was a bit close. I think he won by like four and a half, five seconds. Um, well, when you're used to winning by like 40 seconds, <laughs> I guess four seconds is close. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I yeah, 4.8 seconds. There you go. Uh, so how's McLaren's one point eight second stop? Oh, mate, that's that's nuts. One point eight seconds. And did you see the response of the Alfa Romeo team that were watching as uh, Lando left the pit stall? The camera followed him out, and there was a uh, an Alfa Romeo crew member who did the whole Italian shaking of the hoi. Did he? <laughs> Holy cow, that was fast. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. One point eight seconds, four tires. Boy, oh boy! So McLaren's on McLaren's on a good thing, right? They're they're mm. 
they're going really, really well. And I just can't wait for the punch car, up. That's a, that's a huge turnaround. Massive. The start of the Mega year, the car yeah. was an absolute POS. Can I get your thoughts on Lance Stroll getting out of the car and oh. qualifying and giving his... Hey, and what do you say? Hey, what do you think? Drive. <laughs> did you see his interview? Well, did you did you did you see him push his his? I think it was his trainer. Gets out of the yeah. car, walks out the back, and gives his trainer a bit well, of his tra- a bit of what for. And I don't understand these commentators. Sometimes they're just absolute dopes. Like, how do you not know? Like, they're going, "Oh, he was pointing at him. He probably didn't didn't want that." The dude was pointing at at um, at Lance to go to the fucking scales. Absolutely. Like, how do you not know that? Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Like, I've got to tell you. Like, if Lance, I'm, no, go that way. Go to the scales. Yeah. We've got to go and weigh. Yeah. If, I, if I'm working on a team and a driver pushes me with his helmet on. Imagine if Longhurst was his I'll trainer. I'll gently ask him to take that helmet off Imagine and if, smack him in the middle of the next week. Well, you wouldn't if you were Tony Longhurst. Well, no. <laughs> you smack him in the helmet. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, no baloney. Tony was putting them through the window. Yeah. Um, listen, we've had a text from uh, BC. No fight coming. Smart blokes know how to win. Oscar does. Perfect example last weekend. Thank the team. I, um, BC, I'm not saying that Oscar's going to initiate the fight. I don't, I, if it's going to if it's going to come, it's going to come from Camp Lando. And I think Oscar will just sit there quietly. And I'll go, mm. mate, scoreboard, what do you want me to do? Do you want <laughs> me to just go out there and lose and come second to you because you've been here a while? Yeah. Sorry, bro. Bump out. Not going to happen. Yeah, not mate, if works. you think if, you, if, if you're good enough uh, or I'm not good enough, catch me or beat me. But you got to do it. You got to do it fair and square. And I'm not going to give it to you. This is mm. Formula One. It's a top echelon. I mean, you know, um, commercial radio and Formula One. The two toughest gigs you'll ever have, Steve J. <laughs> we, we've got a, a message coming through as well from seven seven five. Lance needs to quit. His heart not in it. Um, mm. By the look of the weekend, seven seven five. I don't disagree. Mm. The thing is that. I mean, it's not all like that he's was not so bad. He's not going to go to the unemployment. No, but all that was bad. All, all the prelim and, and the qualifying, that was, yeah, all average. But, I mean, the dude was on for a P7 or 8, and he just – he did drop back a few spots in the end. He lost 10th spot on the last lap. Yeah. So – but, but like, when you look at it, I mean, Fernando was you – know, he was there or thereabouts, you know. Mm. He was up there. He had a few mm. little offs. But, mm. you know, if, if Lance had just put the last – third of the race together, he probably would have only finished one or two spots behind yeah. Fernando. So it wouldn't have been that bad. Even Fernando was asking for water too. Bit hot mm. over there, don't you think? Yeah. Couple of the uh, yeah. couple of the boys having an up and under in the helmet. Yeah. That's never good. Have you ever had a spew in the helmet? No, I have not. Do you ever go to the toilet in the car during a stint? Uh, no, no. No. Only on the grid once. I threw <laughs> up in my helmet once at the Bathurst 12 hour. Mm-hmm. In my, yeah, it was no good. How was the kebab? It was... <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you, scrambled eggs, the morning of the 12 oh, hour, never doing that again. No, no. Well, I got stuck behind Thanks. a car and I was having to go left and right, left and right because we were under but a safety Ocon, car. It was, it was, it was Esteban that, that threw up in his helmet yeah. and he threw up early in the race, yeah, like no lap 15 yep. to 20. My yep. far it's 57, bro. I, I think <laughs> It's a long race. <laughs> I've, I've uh, famously told you guys, um, after Tommy Randall took me for a hot lap, I mm. made the mistake of uh, having myself a nice big can of Monster oh, uh, no good. from the Tickford Garage. And then oh, yeah. it's got nothing to do with the Monster. Absolutely fantastic no, product. No. But uh, boy, oh boy, did my guts when I got back to the car. I sort of <laughs> sat there for half an hour, called the Dale and said, I might be a while getting home. I don't feel the best. <laughs> did you do the uh, squat down behind two cars and give it give yourself a, Just a bit the of concrete a wash with the Technicolor Yawn? Just a bit of a woof. Woof. 
Yeah, a couple of deep breaths. Yeah, a few deep yep. breaths. Apparently going that. around in a supercar for a two laps around <laughs> Philip Island with Tommy Randall. Doesn't do well for the insights. <laughs> you try and be an instructor doing that around <laughs> Eastern Creek for 15 laps with and somebody. Try, yeah, hey, and no try good. to push a fake brake pedal. Tell yeah, you what, no good. On the, on the topic of Eastern Creek, we've got a bit to talk about. We'll, we'll take mm. our final break and mention what is happening this weekend at Eastern Creek. It's a driver's seat. Back with more straight after this. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Almost time to wrap up the driver's seat, but before we do, keep your eyes on the screens because our very own Maddie Mack will be in action this weekend at round five of the High Tech Oils Super Series at Sydney Motorsport Park. Now, tickets are on sale now, but I didn't realise that Stevie J would also be there as well because he will be uh, putting on the old uh, collared shirt and... Yes, he is. <laughs> he is the, the law. Drive <laughs> <is the> <laughs> through Johnson is back, <laughs> and and for the first, I think this is the first time in my career, Steve J, where I fall under the auspices of drive through Johnson. Oh. In the TAT car. I hope you turn someone around. <laughs> so if you would like to know, race one. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to drive through anyway. I'm not yeah. going to wait for it. <laughs> so um, Matty's P7 in the TAT championships are at SMP on the Friday. You can check out Quali. And Saturday. And Saturday as well. Uh, top 10 yeah. shootout from 6.40 p.m. Race one is under lights at 9.25 local time. Saturday, you can check out the live stream of race two. Plus, race three and four will be on KO, Fox Sports, and SBS Viceland, and SBS On Demand as well. So uh, go well this weekend, Matty. Good Thank luck you, mate. as well to Stevie J. But that wraps up the driver's seat for another week. We'll catch you same time next week.